Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and this is Jonathan Starkey, your favorite landlord in one of your favorite digital pubs. This is Jesha Mattis, and I'm just going to go straight in and just ask, are our regular panelists there now? Mark Hartley, are you there, Statsman? I'm here. Good to be with you, Jonathan. Hello to all our listeners. Brilliant. Mr. Ingram, are you here, sir? I am Jonathan and gentlemen, and good, hello to all our friends across Boston team. Well, we hope that you got that right in the end. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it, it was a little. I've had a spit it out. Had a little drink. And 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 the gazelle, sir, are you there, sir? I certainly am, Jonathan. I'm, I'm reporting right from bubbling Warrington, as it's known. <laughs> bubbling over Warrington. Anyway, right. So, all our panelists are in. Now, I have something to actually um, start off with. I mean, we all know the sad news about our Prince Philip. Okay, well, I should say the Queen's Prince Philip. But he was our Duke of Edinburgh. And as usual, we would like to give a tribute to someone with departed merit, And here is our tribute. We offer our sincere condolences to Her Majesty the Queen and the Royal Family. The Duke of Edinburgh was married to Queen Elizabeth II for more than 70 years and became the longest-serving consort in British history. Well into his 90s, he carried out a tireless program of public engagements reflecting his own charitable interests. He also travelled around the country supporting the Queen, both on state occasions and royal visits. We all think that he was a great man. We would like to give this tribute to him. He will be sadly missed, no doubt, gentlemen. Right. Now, let us move on to our first story of this week. And it is with Mr. Ingram. Sir, you're going to lead on this. Go ahead. Yes, uh, gentlemen. um, I find this actually rather disturbing, uh, to say the least. Apparently, uh, Labour councillors and candidates over in the Warrington area. Obviously, we've got uh, council elections coming up. And um, I do believe Mr... Mr. Nichols is standing in this forthcoming election, I believe. Trevor, are you standing in Warrington? I am, Jonathan. Has nobody told you yet? It's the Orford <laughs> Ward that I'm standing for. Oh, yeah. the Orford Ward. All right. So the Orford anyway. Ward, yeah. It, it has, it's commonly known locally. 
Uh, can I ask a question, Trevor? In relation to the Labour MP who was described over there, there is a group called the Orford Massive. Are you part of the Orford Massive? No, I'm not. I'm actually massive, but I'm not part of the Orford Massive, <laughs> as in such. Not right. Massive right. intellect, massive political nails. The Thank man you, who to be voted for. Absolutely. I own up to that. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, we digress with our Go little bit of humour, as we, as we sometimes do. Now, over in Warrington, there are Labour councillors and candidates. I've just lost all my links for everything I prepared somehow, but there we go. And um, apparently Labour councillors and candidates have been reported across the country in national articles as um, discussing the Union Jack flag in a, a chat group and making rather, well, uh, to me, horrendous negative uh, personifications of our national flag. And I find this rather appalling, and they've described it in, in various ways, including um, reminiscent of the playbook of fascism. What? Fascism? Yes, our, our national flag, which the people of this country take a lot of pride in, um, has been described as the, you know, uh, reminiscent of the playbook of fascism, and it's been described as chilling. And various uh, comments have been made about this, and I find this absolutely appalling. To me, our flag signifies our nation, the royal family, the union, the sacrifices made in defence of our freedom and our tolerance, our liberty. And I have to say, I'm going to mention this, I have said for a good few years now, Labour seems to have a problem with our identity and our flag. The British people do not. We need to start making this clear and be proud of our country and our flag and everything that it signifies. You know, I find this appalling what's been going on. Would anybody else like to, to comment? Yeah, can I bring Mark in there? Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, this, this group chat all started with former MP Faisal Rashid, and he was the one who was questioning the use of the Union flag and flags in general. Yeah, if you look on Google, he's there sat on his desk with the Union flag and the St. George's Cross with a big grin on his face. Now, you can also find many pictures of him standing in front of flags with grins on his face. So why all of a sudden is he questioning flags? Now, he seems to love the Pakistani flag and even got an award at a special national Pakistan flag hoisting ceremony in, Lo ceremony, I'll say that again, in <laughs> London <laughs> while singing, I think Steve's rubbing off on me, while singing what? patriotic this songs. This is digital. <laughs> Keep your digital distance, Steve. <laughs> oh yeah, Mr. Mr. Rashid doesn't have a problem when he's attending flag ceremonies in London for the Pakistani flag and singing patriotic songs. So I think we know how he feels about flags or is it just our flag he's got a problem with? Mm. Mm. Well now, well now. Trevor, come on in there. Good point there, Mac. I've seen that, the, the actual um, photo shoots of him. It's about There's about seven of them, actually, with the, the Union Jacks, et cetera, et cetera. And then he starts to dish it. Now, the fact is that it's not only him, that on this, this group, it, it, was, it came from a WhatsApp group. Now, on this group, there's actually cabinet members of Warrington Borough Council on it, and also candidates that are standing in the upcoming elections that I'm standing in for Orford Ward. They're also standing in there, the candidates. So what is going on? Can somebody give me a bottom line on this? I mean, 
Are they saying that Labour are, are ashamed of our flag? Is that what we're saying? No, they're not yes. saying they're not. Well, let Steve go on. Well, I, I've made a little observation on this, actually, and I've, I've concluded in, in my assessment, which is there appears to be uh, an uprising by the left in this country over the past 12 months or so. And the timing of this I find very interesting. Given the fact that, you know, we've left the European Union 31st of January last year, that's when we actually left. We've had a transition period to the end of last year, as we know. However, we left just over a year ago. And during that time, we've had the left elements of the political spectrum seemingly run amok in this country who want to totally trash not only our monuments, our war memorials, our history, rewrite our history, look to have everything removed in this country. And I find it rather coincidental, to say the least, that once one flag has been gotten rid of out of this country, a blue one with stars on it, the European Union flag, that ever since then, an attempt to denigrate our national flag of pride, people have seemingly gone running amok um, with hatred towards it. This, this flag is symbolic you know, of everything that this country is about. Can I bring Mark in there? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned someone calling it something from the fascist playbook. Well, it was it was uh, another election candidate, Robin Frith, and now he's the Secretary of Warrington North Constituency Labour Party as well. And it was right, he said it's another move from the fascist playbook. Now, you just know when these lefty snowflake guardian reader type reading types say something like from the fascist playbook that they've literally never read it in the slightest. To be honest, I think it's just all these things, it's just lazy arguments. And I think it just backs up the fact that Labour have well and truly run out of political ideas and they're just calling names now. Childish, pathetic, and why people still vote for them is beyond me. Well, I think maybe we're gonna. It's gonna be one of those wait and see uh, things. But I do know that they are worried in Warrington, and well, they should be. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, I'll just. Um, I'll be bringing up an update as well. I've just literally this is moving by the minute. This I've just got a, an update from the Labour Party, which I'll I'll bring up a little bit later in my in my section as well. Okay. Well, in actual Thanks. fact, your section's going to be coming up quite quite soon because. We're going to move on now um, from that, and we're going to go on to a quick question, which is all about how much do you think council chief executives earn? Too much. Yeah. Anybody else? How much? How much would you say? I would say the average is around one hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year, with many going two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand pounds beyond as well. Well, in actual fact, there are almost three thousand council fat cats now who earn more than a thousand, a hundred thousand pounds a year. And this rise, you know, in pay for town hall buses is is really generating fury over the local tax bills. Generating fury. Can I bring Trevor in there quickly? Go ahead, Trev. Yeah, I, I, I've got one of those fat cats, Jonathan, in Warrington. I don't know if you've heard of Warrington. It's a little town <laughs> in Cheshire. <laughs> now, he actually received... There's an a, election. Is yeah, there an election? Exactly. Who's up yeah. for election? Apparently, it's been it's been said it's the most desirable place to live in the UK now. Warrington, yes, that's right. Yeah, yes. yeah. 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 It, is, it is for people outside Warrington, but the Warringtonians <laughs> that have been here, man and boy, it's no longer that. But I mean, that's another story. We don't we don't even reach into that area. Now, 
I've got a little fact gap. Well, I shouldn't say it's little, but I've got a little fact gap here. Now, he receives a reported £142,000 a year for a four-day-a-week. Wow. Nice. Well, I, I mean, let's not criticise. You would. Go on, you would, wouldn't you? Any jobs going there? <laughs> well, can I you just would. say that Jonathan made reference to what these people earn. I would reinterpret that or restate it as saying what they get paid. There's a difference between exactly. what they earn and what they get paid. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I could say that because... Um, you know, the, the, one of the highest paid ones over the year was £573,000 to the departing deputy chief executive of Coventry City Council. You know? These are obscene amounts of money, to be honest. You know, uh, his basic salary was £151,991. You know? But that's the payment that he got when he left. And the, you know, I can't, I, I can't believe... Right, and these these figures are coming from the Taxpayers Alliance. You know, it's just it's just incredible, and I just I don't know what makes them, you know, really worth that much. I mean, uh, some of the other top earners are Fran Beasley, Chief Executive at Hillingdon London Borough Council, who received two hundred and sixty thousand five hundred and thirteen pounds, <laughs> and Deputy Chief Executive at Hillingdon Jean Palmer, who received two hundred and thirty seven thousand. Three hundred and sixteen pounds. I mean, what the hell is all that about? Okay. Can I just, Jonathan? Can I just ask Trevor a question? Because if it's about Warrington, yes, he'll he'll answer it. Go ahead. Well, it says uh, basically <laughs> we're seeing all over the country and especially in Cheshire, council tax rises, compounding year on year, averaging about you know just under five percent now every year. I've been trying to find out. In, uh, for our area, what our council tax figure was for 2015 when Labour took over in Chester. Now, I believe that there's a massive problem over in Warrington in relation to the fact that the council tax is not only going up, the council there has actually stacked up this huge £1.6 billion worth of debt, which at some point has got to be paid back by the council taxpayers over there. Oh, no, they've got a money tree in Warrington. Well, they've I'd got like a to money tree, question. and they'll just we, pluck we, it from the things. There's you're right there. We actually there. have a money tree, but more so than that, which I find amazing, we've got magic beans. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think we've these, got both. we should start considered to pay, you know, chief executives of failing councils who saddle taxpayers like this, pay them in beans. In fact, I seriously look at reducing their pay because I... We How is HMRC going to get their slice of that then? <laughs> well, that's for them to work out. Now, the thing is, there seems to be a culture in this country of seriously rewarding failure. Yes, it happens all the time. You see it all the time. In, especially in the public sector. Oh. At the high end. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I have a lot of time, like we all do on this this show, for the frontline public service workers. Now, personally, I'd like to see an end to all of this top-end um, high pay, and I'd like to start to see uh, the frontline workers looked after better than they are, with better wages, better conditions, and, and, you know, keep their jobs. We seem to forever cut frontline jobs, and we seem to keep highly paid executives at the top end and many of them which cost the taxpayer stupid amounts of money oh yeah it's just there is a there is a corporate mentality out there that as soon as you get above a certain level that 
you must be good. But in actual fact, how can they be that good? Because some of those councils are in debt, you know? Well, and that's, why that's are we paying those point. people? Why are we paying them that amount of money? I mean, how did they get into debt? I mean, I'm sure, talking about fat cats, obviously, Trevor's not a fat cat. He's a gazelle. And as we all oh, know, he is. A, a, a to be admired. A, a, a pure athlete. He is Thank moving silkily through Warrington. And I believe you're going to move on to our next subject, Trevor, which is media in Warrington. I <laughs> Everything, this is a Warrington special tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems to be a Warrington special. And, and, and honestly, my notes are growing by the minute. It's terrible. Tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm discussing the two main outlets for news in Warrington. Okay. Well, or maybe I should say the lack of outlets. Or is it propaganda? Oh, it, well, it should actually be called the Warrington Propaganda Guardian, I suppose. But <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't fit that in the title. Well, so you do got, know uh, you do know that if they, you know, they're free to have an editorial, you know, sway with what they want. But all equally, we're equally entitled to basically criticize that sway if we want. Of course, we I are. mean, we will say this now: if anybody wants to come onto the show and wants to actually come on and be interviewed. And that goes for any of the reporters at the Warrington Guardian. If they want to come on to the show, you know, I'd be quite happy to have Aaron Dillon come on and let us, um, you know, let us interrogate him as to regard exactly. his journalistic, journalistic feelings towards these people. And it's not just them. I mean, you know, anybody else. I mean, BBC, we put a, we could put an invite out to Mr. Phil McCann, if you like. You know, if he wanted to come on to the show at the BBC or anybody from ITV. Go ahead, Steve. Of course. Actually, this is a very uh, interesting subject that we could cover in a more wider detail on a, a, a special show. And the reason I mentioned this, it's interesting that Trevor has mentioned this issue over in Warrington. <laughs> regarding Biased coverage. I mean, it's not as if we're biased. I mean, you know, we all know who the best guy is for Orford. Well, well, that's true. But I've sort of got distracted by Trevor. It's not Morgan Tarr. Yes, um, it's not. It's, it's Mr. Trevor Nichols. What can we say? Yeah. 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 I'd just like to say over in Chester, we have an issue, in my view, as well, with um, the reporting as to whether it's completely, you know, non-biased on occasions. In fact, I'll just point something out. Because for those in the political world around Chester... Um, I have many, many tentacles of communications that come my way. In fact, there is not much that I don't get to know about around Chester. Ooh. In fact, I am also aware of various issues in relation to the local press in our area and failures, uh, don't tell failures and complaints, well, the, likewise the, in this area. They're not, they're not going to get all their own way now. They no. won't get all their own way. And, you know, likewise, if any of them want to come onto the show you know, and have a chat about it and, you know, the way that they operate and what they do. And they want to tell us that they're not biased. Well, then, great. Let's sit down, you know, and let's analyze and let's talk about it. You know, I don't have a problem with that. Absolutely. Go ahead, Mark. I'd especially like to hear from people who think that flying your country's flag is somehow fascist. Yeah. I'd love them to explain that. So I'm Don't forget, when, don't forget. When these, ready. Do, do, these people, you know, these um, journalists, you know, they are supposed to find a, a middle line and give both sides of the story. And, you know, that's, that's what they're supposed to do. And 
we're quite happy to give somebody a, you know, a, a jab on the show. You know, I mean, they might be coming into a bear pit. I don't know. It just depends on their views and whether or not they get caught out, you know, on different stories. Because we know that when, when we see certain people standing in certain areas, they get slated and they get attacked. That's and, right. And we know, we know that. We've seen it all before. Anyway, I'm drawing on. Trevor, go ahead. We yes, interrupted I'll you. Yes, i start my second sentence. <laughs> we have the Warrington Guardian with our favourite reporter, Aaron Dillon, and Warrington Worldwide, Labour's new best friend, in brackets. Oh dear. Both of these have chosen not to report anything whatsoever about Flaggate. And that's the main article that Steve so excellently delivered. Okay. Instead, Warrington Guardian had a very slight coverage of Leaflet Gate that I already covered last week in our Cheshire Matters. Okay, yeah. It, it gave an apology from the MP and nothing about the background at all. Right. In my opinion, it was just to try and put her in a good light that she'd actually apologised. Now, in Warrington Worldwide, Labour's new best friend, in brackets, didn't even do that. And this week, in fact, it was yesterday it came out, uh, Warrington Worldwide, Labour's new best friend in brackets, I'll get through that quick, put out a sad little footnote in bold print saying that they were independent with their reporting. Now, there's a turn up for the books, Jonathan. Independent. Would you favour to Cheshire Matters at all? Because mm. it's very strange that that came out within days, I should say, right. of the, uh, our podcast going out. Sorry, Steve, yeah. Go to Steve, go on. I just wanted to mention, Trevor, that uh, I've noticed, um, as we all have on occasions, that uh, for the past few months we appear to be running with issues that seemingly are then echoed by sometimes the local press, uh, MPs or councillors. And um, it, it's, I find this quite interesting, to be quite honest, what's taking place. So I think people are actually taking notice of what we're saying. And this issue of the flag, I have to say, in all seriousness, is one of the most appalling levels of disrespect for this country I have ever seen in my life. It is I, disgusting. Steve, I, I totally agree with you. Back to Trevor. Back to Trevor. Go on, Trevor. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and now, we've had the latest updates on Flaggate that, again, come out today. This is why the, 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 uh, the, the pulse is slightly extended. Andy Carter, Warrington South, Conservative MP, quotes... Seeing our local councillors and cabinet members suggest that teaching young people the national anthem is chilling or that the union flag is in some way out of the fascist playbook gives me real concern. And I totally agree with him there. Now, Warrington Labour has issued a statement in response. I mean, <laughs> now they've been busy this week. Warrington Labour's been busy this week. I wonder oh, why. I wonder what, why. Hiding behind the settee. Yeah, now listen to this. Warrington Labour is proud of our country and our priorities are the priorities of the British people. The choice at these elections is between Labour offering hope of a better, more secure future or Conservatives who take us back to business as usual. And that's been released today. Wow. Right. Now, may I just dissect this heap of frothing drivel, Mr. Landlord. Go ahead, sir. You have full reign. Go ahead. Thank you. 
Now, not once in this statement... Can you just wipe the bar afterwards, though? I certainly will do. I, not once in this statement do they apologise for the attack on British patriotism. Only because they were exposed did they put out this chronic statement. Then this arrogant bunch of self-elevated nobodies continue to offend all other candidates standing to suggest that, again, this is a two-horse race local elections. Well, I hope they end up eating those words. Then they bleat. It's a choice of Labour offering hope of a more secure future, a better, more secure future. What, with 1.6 billion debt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what That's a what legacy. To now. What's a legacy. Well, Sorry. not if you're part of the GRT community, it's not. That's the Gypsies, Romanies and Travellers community they greatly insulted this week. Yeah. Well, not if you are our children or our grandchildren, it's not. If this bunch borrow their suggested extra one billion, it will put us even further down the pan. At present, this debt is £10,000 per head, estimated in Warrington. And this bunch intend to grow that more so. And it's got a secure future. Yeah. In yeah. the words of the where great is man, the Where is the security? <laughs> yeah, it's in a secure future, they're going to borrow an extra one billion. And in the words of the great man, Jim Royal, my ass. If you vote Labour, <laughs> I'm telling you, you vote Labour at your peril. I'm just going to take a breath there, landlord. Okay, that's all right. Go ahead, Mark. I'm just wondering, out of interest, why the Labour Party didn't cancel themselves for these leaflets? Because I am fairly sure that anyone to the right of Karl Marx probably would have been labelled a fascist for even giving a traveller a dirty look. Now, speaking of travellers, they're ahead. not happy, are they, Trev? No. Hey? No. no, I wonder why she Not took the. Now I wonder why Charlotte took the brunt of the criticism, because according to the the GRT socialists, which I think you just mentioned, Trevor. So these That's are, right. Yeah. Um, Who Morgan are the GRT? Tar. What what does GRT stand for? Just before you. Uh, Gypsy Roma travellers. Travellers. Okay. Yeah. Socialists and then okay. socialists. Yeah. Strange okay. mix, but yeah. So they claim Morgan Tarr, another authored candidate also used the leaflets and so did tom jennings a councillor of i think it's you see in white cross is it trev is he a councillor there yeah it's now, Busey in white cross yeah covers yeah. dalham and uh, Busey in that area yeah now the grt socialists are now accusing um they're saying it was tom jennings who runs the business which printed the leaflets now my question is did they throw her under the bus I mean, you, you can't seriously tell me that not one person understood the words that were printed on these leaflets. They will have been vetted and double-checked by the candidates, so I'm not having it. So either Labour's candidates are exceptionally low IQ and don't understand words, or they knew exactly what it meant, and it makes them massive hypocrites. So Labour, which one is it? Well, they'd have also been vetted by um, Labour in the region as well. Mm-hmm. Without, without a shadow of a doubt. Go ahead, Trevor. Totally agree. Jonathan and Mark. What's happening is they're throwing that many people under the bus. We're going to run our council buses soon. <laughs> we, we, we only have about 27. They've already thrown about 12 that I know of under the bus. But the problem is, what, what I'm getting at here is you've still not got the council leaders. That's, I'll name them, Russ Bowden. You've got Cathy uh, Mitchell, who's a deputy leader. Not one of them has come forward again to condemn this leaflet, the whole of the Labour Party, the, the local Warrington Council have, uh, council, sorry, Labour Party have, but the council leaders have not condemned it. If they're not condemning it, 
Back to me. Looking down in it. It can't be any other. There's no other way of looking at it. Yeah, okay, it's I get it. as simple as that. Okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Well, we're going to have to start to wrap up, you know, that part of the um, of the discussion. And I've no doubt that on next week's podcast, you know, we're going to have loads of people coming on, you know, possibly Mr. Bowden, because I've invited him onto the show. But, um, you know, I've mm. had no response. But there you go. Anyway, shock, shock mm. horror. Right, we're going to move on now, and um, I think because of the way the time's moving, I'm going to uh, move on to the woke on the wild side, which is going to be taken by Steve this week. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, yes. Now, bear in mind, I'm doing all of this now from memory because all of my notes have just disappeared. Um, this is due to my little technical skills being a little bit short, but nonetheless. And also your creaking chair, which is still there. We've got, we're going to actually have to break into his house and just put a brand new chair there, right? Or we'll have to break in and oil it, one or the other. Go ahead. Well, I might actually relent on the chair. I, I, I can't stand any more of the comments. It's just <laughs> blowing my brain. It, it's just too much. Anyway, this week's, I, I'm not actually, I'm going to call it a humorous attack on woke. It's a little bit ironic, this, I think. And it's to do with the SAS and the SBS. <laughs> and the SAS have been ticked off in a little polite way because apparently they've been making humorous comments about the SBS. And there's a little bit of banter goes on between the two regiments. And just uh, so that just so that, you know, for our listeners know what we're talking about, it's the special air service and the special boat services. That's right. And they are both attached to our armed forces. So there you That's go. That's right. And both very skilled and very fabulous, in my view. Excellent. Our, our armed forces are fabulous. But the SAS have been ticked off a little bit because they've been engaging in some banter, which has gotten to some of the guys in the SBS, because the SAS have been referring to the SBS as the shaky boat Shaky boats. <laughs> shaky boats. It's banter. It's banter. And also because um, they abseil from helicopters and this sort of thing, uh, the SAS have also referred to them as, you know, dope on a rope. <laughs> and, and, things like this. <laughs> and they've, they've taken a little bit of front at this and they've, they've made it a little bit of a complaint back so they've been ticked off for not doing you know, for, for doing this and told not to so it's not really a woke story but it's a little bit it's a wussy of, woke yeah it's, it's typical british banter i mean i'll know, be honest uh, with you i wouldn't want to come up against either side <laughs> i wouldn't want to insult anybody in, the in, in, in any of those. the sbs Okay. But uh, that's seemingly what they do between themselves. Anyway, I, I think the, the woke brigade would go berserk at all this, think, oh, this is not right. But I think they just see it between themselves for what it is. And it's just one of those sort of British humour things. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to move on to public figure of the week. Now, this is actually, it's public figure. It's, it's more like, I'm going to lead on this. It's the public body of the week. And it's the Polish Catholic Church leaders. Now, they were furious that, that the police burst in on them during Good Friday service and closed the service down and said, everybody, you know, that's it. You know, because even though it was allowed under COVID rules, so they absolutely blasted the police. I mean, talk about 
you know, defenders of Christianity. You know, I mean, you know, I, for me, that makes them the public body or public person or public service of the week because they're standing up for Christianity. And who were the police to come in? I mean, on Good Friday, one of the most important days in the Christian calendar. You know, so, uh, you know, the Met Police, uh, they've got to get their heads together. You know, I mean, you know, I don't know what, what, what things are coming to. But anyway, they are my public body of the week. And we're going to move on to the shout outs and the shout downs. Trevor, I believe you've got a, you've got a shout out. Okay. Hair today, gone tomorrow. That's a lovely lead. Go ahead. I do, Jonathan. Yes, I've got a shout out to my barber, David. <laughs> From Headlines Hair Design in Hawfields Road in Orford. <laughs> is that where the election is? Are is you... that where the election is, uh, Trevor? Is that where you're Is that where that big leaflet, leaflet gate thing started up, Trevor? Oh, Orford. Oh, Orford. Trevor Nichols for Orford Ward. Yes, that's that's your election haircut, Trev. This is my election haircut. Right. He actually rang me up the other day and asked me when I'd like to book in. Ooh, uh, ooh, what uh. a service. Thank What's you. What's he having done, by the way? Having a, you know, a, a blue rinse. Blue. I'm just having it. I'm not having a blue rinse because I'm not standing for conservatives. No, this is, no I'm an no, independent. No. You're an independent. The Orford Ward in Warrington, and I'm just having a very, very neat matte haircut. Mohican. I was going to say that. You'd look well good with a mohawk, Trev. Yeah, mohawk, yeah. Oh, do you reckon? No, I'll have a word yeah, yeah. and see what it can do. Yeah, it's no problem. Push, push the boat out to election time. Go on. Well, yeah, we'll do, yeah, yeah. very good. Mark. What, what colour is independent? Because I know what purple. the Labour are. Purple. With yellow, purple. yellow, well, with yellow purple, polka dots. Big uh, purple my weekend then. Yeah, that should be done well with the grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> or is it yellow with purple polka dots? I don't know. Right. And Not also, bad, you know, yeah. if you win, you've got to wear a bikini. That's okay. It's no problem. <laughs> it's, has, it's, has, it's has been known before. I've actually got a mankini. Have you? Oh, that's blue. That's blue oh my god! Okay, that's too much. That's too much. All right, moving yeah. on. Mark, have you got a have you got a shout out or a shout down? I'm just going to kind of echo your sentiments. And my shout out today is for Prince Philip and the Queen. Obviously, I mean, he dedicated the majority of his life to the royal family. He was a constant presence to the Queen, patron and president to over 800 foundations. Just an incredible service to his country and a loyal husband to the Queen. So all my thoughts go out to the royal family on this sad day. So he's my shout out. Indeed. And I've got a shout down, which is the Liberty Steel founder, who's asking for money. I mean, this guy's a multimillionaire and he's asking for bailouts, for the government to bail him out. And I'm just thinking, oh, so, so he gets my shout down. Steve, end on something positive. What's your shout out for? Uh, yes, well, I've actually changed mine, and uh, mine is simply going to echo uh, our comments throughout the, the show, really. And it's simply to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. It's oh, a very sad time for her as a, as a person and um, a married lady of 73 years, having lost her husband. So I think everybody should rally around the Queen, respect her privacy and dignity at the moment and give her a bit of space and uh, she's done well and so has prince philip for many years so i think at the moment this is her time it's a big shout out to the queen okay all right well there you go it is last orders at the bar and uh, tonight there's not going to be any anybody kept in all right i'm going to let you all go as quickly as i possibly can can we have your positives or quotes steve your, 
Your your positive old quote was TBC the last time I spoke to you. What is it now, sir? Well, it's it's a quote by one of my favourite people of all time, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Somebody get, get the music out. Get the music out. And it's a very straightforward little phrase, which is, of course, it's the same old story. Truth usually is the same old story. And I guess you were simply trying to say people tire of it, major, uh, mainly because they can't handle it. So people quite often don't want to hear the truth, however truthful it is. Okay, Trevor, what's yours? Yes, mine's a very thoughtful one, actually. It gives food for thought. Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and then expecting the other person to die. <laughs> that's, a, that's very good. Thought-provoking. Very Mark. Thoughtful, yeah, Mark, go ahead. What's yours? Okay, so you're going to have to bear with me on this one a little bit. It's quite long, but I'll go quick. So this is the quote. If I am ever asked on the streets of London or in any other venue, public or private, to produce my ID card as evidence that I am who I say I am when I have done nothing wrong, when I am simply ambling along and breathing in God's fresh air like any other freeborn Englishman, then I will take that card out of my wallet and physically eat it in the presence of whatever emanation of the state has demanded that I produce it. Boris Johnson. Is that what he said? <laughs> oh, my word. Boom. Well, I have to say, thank God that's all over, which is my normal quote. Well, gentlemen, say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Steve, say good night. Yes, good night. And can you please get another finishing catchphrase? No. No, I'm not going to get another catchphrase. Okay. You're going to make me. You're going to have a digital fight or what? Come on. <laughs> I want to get a bit closer to your microphone so we can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to shut everybody off so that nobody can hear anybody. Here we go. There we go.